Welcome everyone. Uh, welcome to the new episode of Tech LGPM. And technology looks good to me. I'm Amol Sharma, and I have two co-hosts. One is Preet, and then Shashank. Today is Friday, and then I have a beer with me. And for this particular episode, let's cheers together. Cheers, guys! Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, in the last episode, we covered a topic SPAC, and we have seen a very hyper activity in that SPAC um, field. A lot of SPACs are being launched every single day. Um, in this particular episode, we are going to cover two more tap topics. One is basically we see that a lot of startups are um, ganging up together in India against the monopoly of Google. Other topic we are going to discuss about is the Facebook has sued two companies uh, recently for the scraping. So let's start with the first topic that um, we see a lot of startups in the India have suddenly started to actually gang up together against a company which is has a tagline of um, don't be evil. So please, over to you. Can you explain why these gang up is happening in India against Google? Hey, Amol. So, uh, sure. Uh, this actually is kind of interesting because we recently talked about uh, the Play Store's uh, monopoly, right? Uh, uh, Apple and, I, uh, and Google's. So this is a really interesting thing that happened, uh, I think, on Tuesday, where over 150 startups actually are trying to form an alliance to fight against uh, Google's uh, rules or fair play practices. So this is uh, kind of, I would say, if I speculate, it's kind of a reaction also, because they try to play with fire by uh, throwing out India's biggest uh, valued or highest valued startup, Paytm. And they threw them out of the app store for about eight or 10 hours. I don't, I think that that was the amount of time and they reinstated it. Uh, and then all of a sudden within less than a week, this entire coalition started where all these founders are together and they are deciding to actually create their own uh, uh, app store where they would probably have better rules and regulations of how uh, apps are submitted, how they are controlled, uh, how they are governed. Because uh, if you see that the news that came out, uh, Vishal she uh, Vijay Shekhar is uh, one of the biggest names in that coalition. So generally, perception of the Google is that, you know, it, again, you know, it's, don't be able, it's been a good company, right? So. Suddenly, what exactly changed? Why this has been uh, happening, especially in India, where basically what I understand is that there's a huge domination of the Google App Store, right? Yeah, so I, I, like, I would like to add there is like, if you look at Google, uh, in the Indian market is like 91% of the Indian market is actually dominated by Google smartphones, like Android operating system. That's 91% of the market. Other 9% is Apple and other some, some other OS and feature phones. So that's a huge monopolistic kind of a number where uh, Google controls that much of uh, India's economy and everything you know, like majority of the people who are first time accessing internet is through mobile. So they are practically accessing internet with the blessing of Google. So Shiram, what kind of numbers are we talking about uh, when you say that uh, like all apps, Google controls all of this. Like we're talking about a very big number, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. So you said 90%. 91% is the market share of the Android in the in the uh, Indian market. 
So 91% Android phones are there in the market. So the, all the apps and all the things what if you're looking at is controlled by the uh, Google App Store. So if you install a pay, like what happened, what you mentioned Preet was about the Paytm stuff. Yeah. So Paytm got kicked out from Google App Store for violating some rules and which is legitly done actually. It was not like which Paytm was not violating. It was actually violating the rules. It was, it was, it tried to package uh, uh, a gambling. It was trying to gamble. Uh, yeah, it was by... talking the gambling stuff there, uh, gambling yeah. app that you need to do this and uh, 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 gambling app, which is against Google's policy, which is laid down there. Uh, so nothing, I, I would say like Google was not wrong in that. But yep. what happened in that in the sense is like companies started realizing like how much control, uh, control Google has over the whole Indian app economy. Because everything is an app economy now. You talk about Uber, you talk about Ola Cabs, you talk about the biggest and uh, largest uh, startups in India. They're all based on mobile phone because that's how majority of the Indians are actually accessing internet. And uh, so that's the relation like what Google did was not wrong, but what happened yeah. was the Google kicked and made people realize that if they can actually ban Paytm for whatever reasons, for that can be debated, but yeah. that made them realize that okay, we are still dependent on Google. And that's where these companies are realizing that, oh, why don't we form a coalition against Google or create another alternative? Because what happens, because Google still is a private company. It's not for a non-profit kind of stuff. It's not an ORG uh, where they are their own. Yeah. 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 It's for profit. Yeah. It's a for-profit company and they're answerable to their shareholders. So practically, they are going to do whatever is good for Google. They are not going to do, don't be evil. Yes, don't be evil for themselves. Actually, they're going to make money for themselves uh, by not being evil. Yes, I understand that. But I think actually, I, there's one more, one more reason why these guys or the startup community in India decided to go against and from this coalition. Control is definitely one thing. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. this week, yeah. this week, they also Google announced that they would enforce that 30% rev share on all in-app purchases. So that's like a major, major hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any app. That's a big, that's a big number, right? I mean, if I am the startup in India and then suddenly I have all these projections and then I'm making promises to my VCs that I'm going to give this much return, I have this much yeah. revenue. And suddenly this news has come that this 30% of chunk <laughs> is coming away from me. Um, that is going to big, uh, give a big shock to basically all these startups suddenly, right? Yeah. So that completely yeah. makes sense. But do you guys know any number that basically how much of the billions we are talking about for the profit for the like what is the billion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Sensor Tower, it's yesterday's news when Sensor Tower came out with like how much revenue. Like if I talk about just Q3 to 2020 was uh, $29 billion just for one quarter revenue in-app kind of revenue. So yeah, that, yeah. And if you extrapolate that number, I don't have exact number for the annual. But let's say if I have to just take an approximate, it's like 100, 100. 100 plus billion dollars, like 120 and maybe 150, but 100 plus billion dollars. And if you look at what, I, I just want to uh, take a couple of steps back. You remember we talked about Apple's monopoly on Google, uh, on their app store and they are forcing in-app payment for, uh, like you have to use Apple. You cannot use anything else. You have to use Apple's in-app and then in-app purchase stuff and then they take 30% out of it. Google yep. has a similar policy, but they never enforced it. Now, as you said, like Google is looking at these numbers 
I am guessing that like they are looking at these numbers that okay, thirty percent of hundred twenty billion dollars is still hundred thirty six billion dollars billion with a B. Yeah, that's a lot. So who who is getting that thirty percent between Apple and Google? So they are fighting uh, for that thirty six billion dollars, and it's not a small number. So uh, if you hypothetically just go by that, ninety percent of that thirty billion is uh, Google's. Right, well, because ten percent is somebody in else. India. Yeah, in India. In, in, in India. India, right? I mean, what we see is that um, the Apple generally still makes a lot of money, right, in the App Store. For obvious yeah, reasons, yeah. uh, because they have big users in the US, right, and they've yeah. got high-paying users, uh, users right now. Um, having said that, basically, we see that there are a couple of marketplaces which are famous. One is basically this one, App Stores. Other is Amazon. Yeah. Like what is happening in the Amazon? Like you guys have any idea? Like can we take something, any any cue from the Amazon marketplace that how those rules can be applied here and what Indian startups can learn from that? So I what I can see for the future is somewhat like I am guessing like a, uh, while these startups are actually forming a coalition and they're actually talking about stuff. But I definitely see there might be a regulation coming in India where uh, if you remember like what happened with Amazon in India. Like Amazon does a lot of, you guys all know we have actually bought like uh, Amazon basic products, which is nothing but like uh, they see whatever people are buying more, they create their own brand in and they sell it. So they have for a cheaper advantage. price. Yeah. yeah, for a cheaper price, they have an advantage of being uh, knowing what people want, and second, they have advantage of actually putting Amazon basic on the top of ranking. Like there's no, is there ranking algorithm? They can put it anywhere. Uh, while they can claim that okay, they their ranking algorithm is probably non-biased, Not but biased. who knows? Uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so what India did rightly so, which uh, was that India allow, didn't allow Amazon to sell their own products. So they said either you can be an e-commerce site that you sell your own product. That's fine. That like Nike.com, you can, they can sell shoes there with no issues there, but you cannot be a marketplace then that you're not allowing the sellers to actually sell while you're also selling the same product. Or you can be a pure marketplace where you are providing the technology, you're providing all the infrastructure and logistic, whatever it is, but then you let the seller sell the product and the buyers buy the product. Uh, but you are not competing with any of the sellers in the market. That's a fair marketplace in my opinion. And India did yeah. that in there. And uh, why I think that model needs to be applied to the Play Store an app store. If you are creating a fair marketplace, then yeah. you cannot create your own rules and also play in that same uh, field. Like while well, Apple is coming out with their own products and competing with the competitors and saying the okay, this is my marketplace. I'm, it's a fair thing, but I will. I'm not charging thirty percent on my own apps. Of course, it's my app. I'm not going to charge thirty percent on it. Even if I. But charge do you really want uh, the governments to get involved in something yeah. like this? I. <laughs> And then what happened in Amazon, right? The Indian government did a crackdown, right, on this rule. Do we know any other countries which have done the crackdown or something similar against any of the app stores like this, right? So I don't know whether other governments have done this. I don't know, Amol, whether other governments have done it, but just before uh, Indian startup community announced that they are trying to found this alliance, but like, other companies have also done this like this week itself like other companies are trying to pressurize apple and google to make changes to the marketplace rules like including epic games spotify so uh, spotify has been trying to uh, 
tell Apple to bring down their uh, their prices on the rev share, but now other companies have also joined that coalition, yep. and it's happening worldwide. So this is not just restricted to India. So India might be able to get there faster because Indian community or startups have been uh, supported by the Indian government. So I see that happen much much faster in the Indian community. Do you think you're saying that India can actually lead in this kind of fair play rules? Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. All the marketplaces, right? So yep. before we move on to the next topic, uh, do you have any final thoughts, um, Shashank and Preet? No, I think it's one thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to add a couple of things. Okay. What I'm saying is like it would be a very interesting thing to see what happens. And I, for my thought is like it's going to be probably some regulation is going to very soon come out from India or some other country. Uh, or either India or European EU will come out with something. Yep. And then US will follow that. So I don't really, I have more of a question. Like I want to get your guys' opinion on that. Uh, See, Google is a very big player in this entire ecosystem of startups or new tech or emerging businesses also. So Google, when it, uh, and uh, Google is a very active player in the investment community uh, in Indian startups. So it has backed a lot of startups in India. And recently it invested around 4.5 billion in the, the geo platform owned by the Ambani's. So where do you see, how do you justify that Google is playing fair by charging the same apps uh, a percentage of the revenue for getting themselves listed on the app store and also investing in the same companies. So is it really investment? I think it's a very good question. And I think personally, I will give a very uh, quick answer before we move on to the next topic. Um, I think this is definitely uh, not fair basically when they are investing in the company and then taking the money out of the revenue, right? So um, these rules have to be changed. Um, Shashank, do you have any final thoughts on this question? I think that definitely like rules has to be changed. Uh, it has to be more fair and it has to be like 30% is like, yes, when they started the, the business, when they created the platform, I would say it was fair in 2007, 2010. It's 2020 now, yeah, it has been more than a decade. It's almost like uh, the government charging for the tolls for a road being built. And then you're continuing, you have recouped the cost of building that uh, infrastructure, but you're still, because you're so used to getting that kind of free money that you will keep on keeping the tolls there. So that, that's what happens everywhere in all the places. That's what Apple and Google are doing. They created the infrastructure. Now the free tolls is coming. I will just want to keep on getting the tolls. Shishank, what if I ask you, I put you on the spot and ask you a question as uh, the CEO and co-founder of Flex. Uh, what if Google comes tomorrow and says that, uh, hey, Shashank, I would want to invest uh, a few million bucks into Flix, but you also have to pay that 30% toll tax. But are you going to be on the part of also joining the coalition of uh, with the rest of the founders? Oh, yeah. I will do the both things. Is... Like, I'm telling you, like, I will do the both things. I will, why would not I take the investment or... What like, if I you have I still have to be... I'm doing business in India. I still have to be in Apple, Apple uh, sorry, Google's Play Store. Yeah. I wouldn't be there. But doesn't mean like I'm not going to say like uh, if something is bad, I'm going to say that it's bad actually. So they are not going to, I mean, it's freedom of speech, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a great stand, uh, Shishwang. I think uh, I'm uh, right on question by Preet. <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic. Um, so very interesting thing happened, right? I mean, Facebook does not sue the companies very, very frequently. And, and just recently I saw the news that Facebook has sued two companies recently. Um, 
Preet, do you want to actually give more update that what has actually happened? What's going on there? So I want to give you some context before we actually get into this because it's kind of interesting, right? Because we have uh, traditionally seen Facebook uh, get on the other side of when, whenever it uh, involves privacy or uh, uh, user data or uh, somebody saying that Facebook and Google are evil companies. They are taking, taking your company. They're selling your data. This is the first time that I've ever seen Facebook on the other side and saying that they're suing other companies for saying misusing uh, Facebook's data. So this happened, I think this was uh, in the talks this week where these two companies, uh, Israeli, one was Israeli, uh, an Israeli company, the other one was a company based in Delaware. I forget the exact name, but I think it was brand total and uh, the other one I don't remember. Unimania. 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 So these uh, two companies created uh, browser extensions where uh, Upvoice and ad feeds. Upvoice, yeah. Upvoice and ad feeds. So, and what they are doing is they are uh, on a high level. They are paying people to use these extensions and they would scrape their data uh, as soon as they start visiting these uh, big social networks like Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram. So, and then they would scrape this data and do a lot of things. I mean, we'll get into that, but this is on a high level. This is what they, they kind of do. So th- that means it's, I think, a um, big violation basically of the users who actually uh, have signed up to the Facebook. They are, they don't know who is going to actually use their data, right? If I, I'm the user of the Facebook uh, and I disabled it a few years back, I enabled it again recently because of the COVID, yeah. I won't actually have more interesting stuff to look into. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know, like who's actually looking into my data right now, right? And um, it's interesting that the Google, uh, the Facebook has finally started doing the crackdown, especially the recently we saw the news about the voting where Cambridge Analytica was actually scraping the data or actually using or abusing the APIs to take a lot of data out yeah. of that, right? So yeah. I, I will play a the kind of devil's advocate there. The, they were paying the users. Users actually uh, agreed to sell the data. Like, is it like uh, those two companies which is actually at the fault or is it the user who's actually selling the data? Because what happened here is like, I am getting like, whatever you said, $75 a year or something, whatever. It's something called. like that, yeah. 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 So if I'm getting X amount of money for giving away my data and give away the rights to that data so that other company can actually trade on it and uh, do whatever on it. Uh, whatever their plan is actually to. Yep, yep. So how is actually uh, that company, which is actually providing the extension to capture the data is uh, at fault? So basically what I understand is that Facebook said a cease and desist order to those companies, right? And they did not stop this thing. So even though the company had agreement of actually paying to their users using add-on, right? But that validated the actual platform, the Facebook. So, so, so that, that's where I like. That's where is a like, big confusion here. Like, uh, so, I would let say. Let me take a small example, Shashak. I mean, I think that would be much easier. Like, uh, if you are uh, uh, this user of uh, one of these add-ons, mm-hmm. you get paid seventy-five bucks. Totally fine. Yeah. You are happy. Yeah. Uh, but how are you uh, giving consent to? Uh, when you uh, Amor's data and my data, because I and Amor don't have the extension, but if you visit my profile through uh, on Facebook or Instagram yeah. and yeah. you have this extension, they are scraping my data. They are scraping Amor's data. 
So that, that's what I'm thinking. So if I am selling my data, then because as per like GDPR and California privacy law, uh, the game changed where uh, now you are the owner of your data, even if, and these guys are like the keeper of the data, not the owner. So yeah. that law changed uh, uh, a lot of things there. So I can sell my data. Yes, I agree on that side. I don't have any legal rights on selling Amol's data or Preet's data because that's their data. I don't have any ownership. The law is kind of clear on that. So, so yes, they were definitely like I'm not saying that Facebook is not justified in suing them. But what is the liability of the person who actually agreed to th those companies' terms and condition while they were also doing? Uh, selling, uh, trying to capture the scrape, the data of other people. Like if Shashank agrees to it and I have like 500 friends on Facebook and I'm visiting Facebook and using my, when I'm clicking on Preet's profile and they can capture Preet's name, picture and everything because it's there, it has a Chrome extension. Like, am I liable to it or not? That's the question I'm actually interested in. Like it's a uh, so can- My personal take is no, you are not liable. That's just my take because according to, because you pointed out CCP and GDPR, GDPR explicitly states that you have to tell the user what you are collecting. No, I as an individual person who is actually giving consent to the company that, okay, I am installing the extension. This is me, yeah. Shashank, you can take my data and I don't yes. care, you can take all the data, whatever I have in my social network. Yeah. So, so would I but be liable for that or... Is the company has to make sure that okay they don't in I think it's both I don't know. It, it becomes very difficult, right? I mean, you when you create an extension, right? There's so many extensions right now to the Chrome, right? Yeah. And then in the fine print, you have this thing that okay, you know, you have to read it and then you have to accept it, right? Many people do not read it properly. And this this is a fact of the thing. But Amol, it should not be on the fine print. Like according to GDPR, they should be explicitly saying that what data they are collecting. Like first name, last name, even if they're saying that they are collecting their friends' information, that itself is gray area and they, they should not be even allowed to even ask that question that can I collect Preet's and Amos data if Shashank installed it. So they should be smart about it and say that maybe they are not liable to GDPR and CCPA rules. I think that could be one thing because they, no, they, 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 are, they are liable for that. Like they cannot, because one thing, I mean, we are not lawyers, we don't know about, yeah. uh, we cannot, uh, but what I think ethically, when when the law says that you own your own data, yes. that is explicit enough to say that I don't own Preet's data. So I cannot sell your data. Even if I have your data, I am not the owner of your data. So I cannot say when Facebook is not owner of your data with GDPR stuff, then how but can- But GDPR, GDPR is not uh, applicable everywhere, right, Trishan? No, so I'm just saying that, like, yes, it's not applicable everywhere. So you can fight in other places like California privacy law, CCPA and GDPR, at least on those two places where it's very easy. They can sue if they were a California, like if I'm a California, like I'm only the California resident. Yeah. And if, if somebody like I installed that extension, Amol can actually sue because his data was yes. taken, taken Absolutely. without the consent. Yeah, Amol can sue. That is very interesting. Amol can sue that uh, because of CCPA prevents that from happening or yeah, gives yeah. users that control. Can yeah. Facebook actually make that case and say that? Oh yeah. Shah, yeah. Facebook can make a case where say okay, my California users were actually, you breached okay. the privacy of my California users, you breached the privacy of my European users. 
Okay, so, got it. Talking about Swing, basically, um, LinkedIn last to basically a company called HIQ Labs, right, in 2019. And the um, burden of that particular lawsuit was that anything which is publicly available data can be easily spread. And then no one can stop that. Do you guys have any thoughts, final thoughts before we end this particular episode that is that good for the everyone, all the users, or is that still a problem? I, I see that one as similar to like when you're in a public place, you open your camera, you take a picture and you're capturing all the people who are walking next to next by you or there, or you're capturing some private companies, some private buildings, houses and everything. Uh, can I get sued? I cannot because it's a you can, Shishank. No, private. You can. If you're taking somebody's picture of their house or their kids, yes, you can get sued. Well, you, you, can take, no, you can take pictures listen, of the public. public. Listen, listen. Yeah. You cannot get sued when you are taking a picture from a public place. You cannot of take a public picture place. of Shishang, if on the Niter Road, uh, basically, yeah. if you're wearing off, off a public place, if, you're so if I'm walking on the Times Squares, you are saying that if I'm walking on, a, I'm not a public. My face is not a public face or something like. No, no, no. Absolutely like, right. But uh, what you brought up is somebody's house. Yes, you can get sued if you take a picture house. of somebody's house. You somebody yeah. can take a picture right on the street, right there, and take a picture, and I cannot do anything about it. Shishang, on the Niter Road, basically, if you're wearing a Google Glass, uh, and then you are just walking to the bar, you get punched. Yeah. Face that happens on the <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, so that's but like uh, legally, can they do it? They could, could, they could have done it, right? Yes, as a bar, they, that's a private company, they can say, Okay, Google Glass is not allowed here, that's their yes. rule. But if they are standing outside in the parking lot, which is a public place, there maybe it's a parking public road, totally, they can get yeah. Google Glass and take the pictures of whatever they want, actually. And they can, they can absolutely, yeah, any so, public. So that's what I'm saying, like on the I take that as an example of the internet. Internet is also, in my opinion, like an infrastructure. This is an internet. You have a public facing website. Yeah. It's out there. There's no privacy there then. Perfect. Um, Shishan. Very yeah. interesting point, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, I didn't think of it that way, but uh, public profiles, hundred percent kind of makes sense. But if you have all your privacy settings enabled, you went through all the trouble of Amol said that, Hey, I only want to share my profile with Shashank and uh, maybe Preet. So, so, so and that's where it's like, I, if I sign up on Google or uh, Facebook or any website and I, yeah. Shashank signed up and agreed to terms and service. Yeah. So you should not be so showing the data or things to the people who have not agreed to it. And if you're, and you can say, okay, no, this was a private data. You cannot take it. No. If I don't agree to your terms of service and it's still, I can still see it without agreeing to it, then it's public. Absolutely. Then, but then you can if you're logging in, if you're logging into oh yeah. your profile. And of course, you, because yeah. the part of logging is like, I agree to, to your terms of service. Then you do anything exactly. wrong, then you're breaching it. Makes sense. Shishanga, basically we're coming to the end of this particular episode. Before we conclude this episode, <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any final thoughts? Um, on this particular topic. What do you think that, what is, what I, is going yeah, to I, happen in the future, right? There, let me explain that where I see the technology moving towards. The, um, the Facebook and social network is just basically a trail of what is happening, right? Soon we are going to have the AR glasses. We have covered that before, right? And you guys mentioned that having this camera in the phone is just a trailer. Soon we will have the variables which is going to capture everything, yeah. right? Where does the rule come, come in? 
what is your final thought? I'll give you one minute to both of you to ex explain where you see that in 10 years or 15 years from the, down the line, how the rules will change. I actually want to get your thoughts also more on this because you have also been played, you've played around with this concept for quite a while, right? These Google glasses, these, uh, you probably spied on people also wearing those glasses as uh, research. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never used the Google uh, glasses, but then I have used the HoloLens and all that. So uh, let me explain. There's a very interesting startup we will cover in the future episode. This is called Humane, right? And it is being started by two executives from the Apple. And it is um, what is actually told in public by some of the leaks is that you will have um, a device which you can attach and then it will start recording. And then it is going to be hyper um, uh, aware that where you are. And then most of the processing will happen in the cloud, right? It just recently raised 30 million, right? Some of the best known VCs in the market. And then um, it's supposed to be the next um, iPhone in the market. Right, and it might have it might release probably by end of the next year. Are they doing SPAC? <laughs> <laughs> they might. I don't know. Considering um, that there's the founders have about close to more than fifty patents of the Apple that they have filed, so I have a big hopes from them that they are someone who are actually respectable to actually raising this money and then launching this new platform, which is they're saying that it's going to be new iPhone, and then. Um, it's supposed to, when you walk into any place, it's supposed to capture everything and it's supposed to tell you everything that what is, when you see something, for example, a building, it is supposed to tell you what is this building about and then what companies are inside that building. If you look into a particular face, it can tell you about like who is that person possibly, right? No way. So <laughs> based on the patent they have filed, these are the yeah. things they might or might not be able to do, right? Hyper aware of the thing yeah. around you. So um, what I see is that the future is inevitable, is you will have the devices which you do not even have to look into the phone. It will tell you in front of you that what is around you. But then rules will come, as what I see that, to stop that. Because uh, if I come and then have a dinner with you and then have my camera open and that records everything, I don't think you guys will be comfortable to have share or even have a fine talk with me or even share this particular beer with me, right? Because depends if you if we have alcohol, then probably no. If there is no alcohol involved, then maybe maybe yes. Exactly. So I mean, my final sense, um, final point here is that basically um, these rules will change, evolve, right? And um, so over to you, Shishan. Do you have any final thoughts? I think like the rules will follow. The these companies will like most of these companies will exploit. Uh, not in a negative way, like exploit, they will actually create things which will challenge the current rules and privacy and everything. Uh, ultimately, I'm a big believer in empowering people. People should have all the controls over it. Like any company who is doing all these kind of things, they should actually give me an option of opting in, not opting out. Like, uh, and that's kind of part of GDPR and especially California privacy stuff is like, Everyone has an opt-out initially, like I can opt-out from something, but then I never gave you consent to actually uh, take my data. So if you're taking my data and stuff there, I should be opting in, not opting out. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough thing for the user. As an individual user, it's always been going to be tough, like how, where my data is and how it can come back and bite me later on. So- Oh yeah. I so, think it's a, it's a very interesting point that by default, everything has to be opt-in, right? That's the right way to do it. And I think we can start to see a little bit of that in the Apple store also, right? Where it asks you every single time questions that 
do you want to share this or that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Preet, do you have any final thoughts? I just want to uh, echo Shashank's point uh, of opting in because actually that was one of the reasons why I wanted to actually work with Shashank because of uh, his thought process yeah. into uh, something like this where he, he believed in the idea of empowering user. Like Facebook always said private is the future, but Shashank was uh, the one who said neither public or private is the future. Future is giving control to the users. Yeah. So okay. that ah. thing is uh, still stuck with me. Uh, and that actually is kind of very interesting because that's why I love these conversations with you guys. That everybody has a different perspective of bringing things out, and then you kind of understand where things are, how things are evolving. Yeah, I remember the last last uh, F, uh, like uh, Facebook conference where uh, Mark Zuckerberg went on the stage and just declared, yes. "Oh, future is all private." Like, yeah. I like, who are you to decide? Actually, I <laughs> exactly I created Facebook, but who are you to decide like what my future looks like? I am a public guy. I want to put all my data public. Like, why are you going to force me to become private? Now, I don't want to be private, but then maybe Preet wants to be private. Let him become private. Like, it's about the user and what they want to do. They should be feeling empowered. And nobody should be able to abuse my data without my permission. Exactly. I think that's a Absolutely. great point, Shishwan. And um, you put a great point. Basically, I'm a big fan of his thoughts of Shishwan, right? I think mean, <laughs> I've been hearing about his thoughts and then um, thought edition from last 25 years. And then I'm, my most of my career has been followed because what I follow Shishwan directly. <laughs> so uh, for, for uh, those who are uh, listeners or for this podcast, Guys, if you don't know, we call Shashank as Shanky Baba. Uh, <laughs> Baba is somebody who is uh, uh, old and wise. So <laughs> old and wise, yeah, sure. Old and wise, and who preaches? Who preaches? I think yeah. Time to end the end the podcast, <laughs> guys. You guys have to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice. all right, everyone. Um, it was a good discussion. I think I did not anticipate basically on these two topics. We had such a back and forth, and it's yeah. very interesting to. Hear all your thoughts. I think we should do the user privacy stuff like uh, sometime in future podcasts. Like uh, that's a very interesting thing, Absolutely. and that's one thing I really personally care about a lot. Uh, that user privacy is something I really want to do something about there. Like I don't know what, but we'll we'll do something there. Definitely, and also there's a new very interesting while uh, documented has come out, which is social dilemma. So we can discuss about that in the future episodes. Mm -hmm. So that concludes our, this particular episode. And uh, do subscribe to our channel. If you're on the YouTube, do just subscribe and click on that bell icon. When you click on the black icon, you will actually see the alerts when we post new videos. We, as a podcast, are available on all the platforms. So do subscribe us, and you will find us in all the platforms there. Um, thank you for today, and have a good weekend. Yeah, reminder, our name is TechGTM. Tech TechGTM. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. Okay, see you guys.